I thought it'd be so impactful to have a postpartum chat. <laughs> oh my goodness. If you are a mama there, like, I just want to hug every mother out there because whether you have a full-time job, a side hustle, a full thriving, growing, scaling business, this shit is hard. <laughs> like, there's just no way around it. it. I've been just really reflecting on the last truly six years of my life. And they've been so beautiful and also so hard. And <clears throat> I have two kids, if you don't know. One is almost six, going on 16. Her name is Emma. And I have a nine-month-old boy named Boone. And... They are both so different and so magical and like so special. And I like can't imagine my life without them. And I, with Emma, I had extreme postpartum depression and anxiety and I really stuffed it down. I didn't tell anyone. I just suffered through. I had very little childcare. I was like for years, I was truly in survival mode. And then I finally got some childcare, like consistent childcare. Like before then, like my mother-in-law, bless her heart, would watch Emma like once a week. But obviously there's just only so much you can do in one day um, as a mom boss and just even taking care of yourself, right? So once I finally got some like consistent multiple days of childcare, <laughs> the pandemic hit. <laughs> and then I was in even more like unknown and survival mode. So it's really shocking actually how much I've been able to build my business, especially in those years. Um, and it was so much hustle and grinding for sure. Like there's no way around it. Like there, it was survival mode, hustle, grinding, exhaustion, right? Which is a huge, huge trigger for postpartum, right? Because you're not filling up your cup as much as like that saying can be so cheesy. It truly is so valid. Like you truly cannot pour from an empty cup. And when you're trying it, you're so depleted that you just aren't yourself. And you like, I think even also in it, you don't even know that that's happening, which is also even scarier. <laughs> and you know, my, my marriage really took a backseat. Um, like we've always been good, but like, obviously we want to be great. And so, uh, I was a little nervous getting pregnant again because, you know, you just, you don't know, like, what does this look like? And so I did make a promise with myself with Boone that any feelings that I'm having, I'm going to honor, I'm going to speak up for myself and pregnancy, like overall was not too too challenging like some people I know get sick every single day um but still you're you're growing a human I was so tired I had a gross amount of acne I obviously my body ached more and more as I got closer to the end date I would get um lightning crotch if you know what that is where it's like it the only way I can describe it is like someone's stabbing your vagina <laughs> um, over and over and over again. And it w would happen randomly. So I'd be like sitting on the couch and like 
scream bloody murder and Jared would be like, wait, what's going on? Like, and Jared, like, that's my husband. He lived in like terror the whole pregnancy. Cause you just, again, you never know. And you, you hear so many stories and like, as a mom, you worry, right? Like I don't wish a, a miscarriage or a stillborn baby on anyone. And it, it happens so often and it is terrifying. Um, and so I just promised myself that, you know, I would just honor everything. And so all of, well, most of 2022, I was pregnant, um, from like April to December, I was pregnant. So I was getting my business ready for that, but you're like also so tired and so distracted, right? Because you've got this end date happening. So there was like so much to do personally. And so like this morning I was even thinking about it from like a capacity standpoint, I was probably operating, like, I know my like high performing capacity. I was probably performing most of last year at like a 50% and still got, you know, great results. But when you're going in a million different directions, you don't feel like yourself. There's only so much you can do, like no matter who you are. And so uh, when I had Boone, I think it even went down to like a 25% because obviously I had a C-section, like you're recovering, uh, you're taking care of a newborn, you're sleep deprived. And so he's going on nine months now. And I honestly feel like I've been sleep deprived for nine months. Um, he has not been an easy baby to just sleep. Um, there's always something, sinuses, um, teething. And then if he's good, then Emma's not good. And like, I just think that's like par for the course of having kids. Um, But it still doesn't make it easy. Uh, And then you still have a business to run and a marriage to to focus on and a house to take care of. It's just a lot. And I just wanted to like be open and share about my journey because I think it's so easy to look on the outside and be like, she just has it all together. Like good for her, but it feels unattainable. Like my house is a mess right now. Okay. (laughs) Uh, I'm about to go to a photo shoot and I actually feel really proud. I feel so organized for this photo shoot, but my house is a mess. Uh, Emma does not feel well. Boone is still not sleeping through the night. We haven't had a date night, like a true, true date night in months. Um, We really want to go to Vegas, but I don't feel right passing off Boone to my mother-in-law where she's going to have to wake up multiple times a night. Like, I know that she would do it, but it just, it doesn't feel good um, for a fun trip that we don't necessarily need to go on. Um, I'm still knocking out some debt and I'm not mad about it or ashamed by it. It's just, it is what it is. And I've really shifted my mindset around that of, looking at it like a mortgage um, because we normalize mortgages in this world of so common, so normal, right? And you pay your mortgage every single month, right? And you're building equity more and more and more. And then by the time your your, uh, loan is complete, you own this huge asset, right? That you can either stay in and collect equity and or, well, not and or, but you could flip it uh, and sell it. You could rent it. Right. Um, so I really look at the remaining debt as 
truly a mortgage because that's really what it is. It's helped grow my business during those survival years where I may have not been at 100% capacity and I needed some capital funding to be able to continue to grow without doing more hustle and grinding. And I'm okay with it. And I'm more than okay with it. And I'm on, on it, actually honored that I got approved because that isn't the scenario for everyone. More on that in another podcast. But like, I've been trusted with large sums of money and I have faithfully you know, paid so much of it back and continue to do it. And by the end, which will be very, very soon, and I'm very, very excited about that, I'm not going to lie, um, I have this beautiful asset, right, that I can continue to build equity. And that's huge. Like, it's there's nothing more valuable than equity uh, and, and time freedom. I really do believe that. Uh, and I do believe equity can help you create more time freedom because no one can take your knowledge away, your equity away, um, in regards to like owning a business, owning multiple businesses, uh, owning a home, right? Real estate, all of those things. It's, it, it's one of the most powerful things of your wealth portfolio for sure on top of your knowledge and so many other things. Um, and so I just really wanted this episode to be just like normalizing things, right? Whether it's postpartum, debt, it's you're having a hard time, your marriage isn't, you know, the best right now and you want it to be better or maybe like your friendships are feeling challenged or like normalize even talking about sex and sexuality and like so many things. I think when this world tells us that don't talk about money, don't talk about sexuality, don't talk about postpartum or mental health. That's why people hide out. And what, like, it just breaks my heart. Like it breaks my freaking heart that people do feel like they need to hide out because they don't want to feel shame. And I totally understand. I I totally understand. That's how I felt with Emma. I was like, I don't want to be a burden to anyone. All of these other moms have their shit together. Like I need to be the perfect coach, perfect wife, perfect mother. And then you start to feel like shit when you're not right. Which is going to get you deeper and deeper in postpartum and like postpartum specifically, or really any mental health is not linear, right? Like Boone has had multiple Boone has had multiple nights recently of just sleepless nights. And it is a trigger for my postpartum because I get so tired and then I'm just not myself. And, uh, you know, then it's like, dang, I was at like an 80% capacity. And now I feel like I'm at, you know, a 60%. And it's like, when can I get to a hundred percent? And it's like, it's just such a good reminder of, okay, you know what? I want my kids to want me. And, and I want to be available for them. So what can I do to make sure that that is easily possible? So I just think it's always like how we shift things and also honoring our emotions. I don't want us to be like, ah, I feel this way, but I shouldn't feel this way. So I'm not going to feel this way. Right. Like, I think it's the duality of both. And that is just so powerful. So there's nothing really I wanted to teach today. Nothing that I really wanted to teach today. I just wanted to like open up my heart and just be a real human 
and say that I see you and I, I, I encourage you to whatever you're feeling in any, any environment that you feel safe in, speak up for yourself. It can be so, so healing to speak up for yourself. So I love you. I see you and you're doing a great job.